Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Podcast. My name's Matt. And I'm Paul. Welcome to episode 82. We've been to the cinema and we're going to review Freaky. In our Something to Scream About, we're going to be talking about 88 to 89 in The Search of Darkness Part 2. And not only that, we'll be doing our movie from The Vault, which I picked Humanoids from the Deep. And what a fucking pick. Can't wait to talk about that later. Wow, yeah. Here we go. How are you doing, mate? You alright? You sound a bit froggy. I, 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 I'm doing alright. I'm going from my own horror show at the moment. I uh, had my second jab and it's uh, hit me, unfortunately. So I'm sweating a little bit and uh, a bit croaky, but I'll be fine. Well, make make a change for me to do all the talking, won't it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So, have you been, what have you been watching? Anything recently? Mate, you're going to be fucking pleased with me. What, um, what, what, why am I pleased with you? Go on, tell me. I have been all over the fucking streaming sites. Okay, I'm going to start with oh, God. Amazon Prime. Yep. And I watched Assault on Precinct 13. Assault on Precinct 13. Assault on Precinct 13. Yep. Which one? John Carpenter one. Original one, good. From what, like 1976? Yep. It's fucking old, man. Just a year after Jaws. Mm. lot of similarities between there I thought it's a great movie it is fucking awesome it is incredible the acting um, just everything about it again the music is just incredible I really really enjoyed that um, moving on to well I'll talk about this in a minute so Shudder next a film called Vicious Fun that I said I was going to watch okay it was about a horror um magazine reviewer and stuck gets really pissed and stumbles onto a serial killer support group oh i think you've told me about this on the previous episode right really quirky really funny and has some like great like longness to it as in like i want to see what's next sort of thing okay really it's really cool and quirky i thought fun literally fun vicious fun gore vicious fun loads of gore loads of quips it's got a matey boy from uh um do you ever seen American Office? Mm, I know, I know the no, characters. Well, he's, he's the one. He's Champ. He's from Anchorman. He plays Champ. Oh yeah, I know, I know. He, yeah, he's yeah. in it as well. So oh, there's okay. like a, there's a known. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good actually. And then Netflix gave us the first two instalments of their trilogy of Fear Street. Mm. Now this is broken social media over the last couple of weeks it's broken freaking netflix as well mate when i tried to watch the second one because it was all fuzzy <laughs> yeah i heard a lot about that actually i mean mm. i managed to watch both mm. i've watched um 94 and 78 so i've watched one and a half <laughs> but the thing i want to talk about was the pop-up yes yes yeah, uh there's three isn't there one in brighton i think one in shoreditch and the other another one in london i can't remember where it is in london mm. These things look worth going to if you are around those areas and worth checking out. They're sort of like mini secret cinemas, I think. Yeah, it's it's like um, a bit like um, the one in America is a really famous one, isn't it? I can't remember what it's called. Is it called? Uh, I can't remember. But there's one in, in America that's the same. It's like you can't really touch anything, but they have all the the VHS cassettes on the wall. So it's set out like an old school video shop, right? 
Yeah, I would love to go. I don't think I'm going to get to, but I'd love to go. I've seen loads of pictures and stuff. That looks cool. But yeah, let's talk the movie, man. What did you think yeah. about the first two or the first one? Okay. Well, I, wa- I watched half of the second, but we'll talk- let's talk about the first one. Yeah, I'm thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Really, really loved it. Like literally, obviously, it's R.L. Stein, obviously, that did all the Goosebump books. I was really, really kind of like, oh, is it going to be a bit kiddified, teenagery? Um, but mate, it did not, did not like fail to please me with with everything. Storyline was great. The effects really, really cool. It went places that I didn't think it'd go. Characters are really cool. Did a little heel turn and stuff. Um, obviously loads of nods to, and it's obvious nods to all the films from the 90s like Scream and everything like that and Slashes and stuff but it's it's, it's not doing it it's paying that homage to it isn't it it's not really ripping it yeah and putting a unique stamp on it as yeah, well yeah yeah totally I mean that opening sequence with where Scoops Ahoy Robin yeah 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 was absolutely fantastic because I thought she was going to be a main character and they pulled the rug out your eye like Drew Barrymore it's fucking yeah. fantastic oh, isn't it it's an obvious it's nod wasn't it yeah. even the slow-mo bit when spoilers he runs up behind her and they slow it down exactly like the drew barrymore kill at the start blood was good camera was good production was good music was fantastic but that it did crap the music did crap me up because it was literally song 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 like i i turned to my missus i was like are they taking the they're they're, they're, i think they're being really satire like joking around because it was literally one song to the next, which I ain't worried about, like because I fucking loved every single song. Because obviously it's from when we were at, of that age when we listened to that sort yeah, of music. Yeah, a bit so. of garbage, mate. Bit of yep. pixies and stuff. That's the yep. nice references. It was it was very true to the era. I thought it was, lo- it was lovely, and then um, like the characters were really sort of um, you got you st- you cared for them. Yeah, I gave a likable, shit. likable characters. Really, yeah. really, really likable characters, and and spoilers no maybe not spoilers but just you know some we lost friends in this movie really really dramatically and really really some of the best use of special effects i've seen in a long time practical special effects and fucking really really interesting ways to go and gore was fantastic i I, my jaw dropped yeah it wasn't afraid to go there which i didn't think it was gonna it totally lived up to expectation because it's just like i didn't think it was gonna do certain things i was like oh it's gonna be like the same kind of laid out kind of storyline but it didn't it done different new things which was really really cool yeah and on to the second mate which you haven't seen i won't talk about it too much i'll wait until you've seen it but it was a very very reminiscent of that friday the 13th slash revive obviously set in a camp as it is but I absolutely loved the antagonist. Sex. I'm sorry. <laughs> the antagonist in it. And I love the deaths and I love the use of the weapons that they used. It was just absolutely awesome. And she's yeah. great as well. I've got a tiny little Max Fat before you go on. That was actually shot where um, one of the Friday films was shot. Jason lives. Yeah, you've been on bloody disgusting, haven't you? It was set in the same same park, the same park. So the camps were actually two separate locations, but it's a big fucking park. So it's cool. I thought that was fucking awesome. (laughs) But it's just great. It was like, is that era? It's bang on. Yeah. Again, and then moving on to 
you know, the next book installment was 1666. Probably not the, the era that we both are into, but because the storyline is, is, is so good, maybe it might be something different. We shall see. I think we're getting into Back to the Future 3 territory, but... Uh, there's nothing wrong with Back to the Future 3. We'll see what happens. Looking forward to it. So there you go, there's my feast of movies. What about you? You watched anything else? No, fuck all. Well, Fear Street, good. Yeah, that's, I'll take that's that. about it, really. It's um, been a busy old couple of weeks, isn't it? Sad. Let's not talk about anything else. No. Definitely. There is nothing else to talk about. <coughs> um... <laughs> right, moving on to uh, let's talk about some some news. You got any news, bud? I have got a, a few bits of news actually. Um, first bit is there's a new offering going to be coming out for May twenty four, and it's called Lamb. Lamb. So, yeah, it sounds a bit weird, but it's it's a bit freaky. You know, you know, a twenty four, mate. They love to. Wow, they bought this midsummer and um, hereditary. Hereditary, so. yeah, yeah. So. This one is going to have Numi Rapace, you know her from Prometheus, she's in Prometheus? Yes. Yeah, yeah. so she's apparently going to be in it. Um, the, uh, the trailer made its way online last week with news that A24 had acquired the biblical drama that tells a story of a childless couple in Iceland um, who find a newborn who is half human, half sheep on Christmas Eve. Amazing. Like so, Sweet Tooth, but with a horror twist, yeah? Maybe, yeah. Um, but apparently it's going to be pretty mental. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing what that has to offer. Definitely. Have you got anything? Uh, well, I got a movie from, I think it's... There's a there's been a, the first reviews for a film called Tite... Tite oh, God, I'm not even going to be able to say this. Titan. Titane. 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 From Julia Doc... Now, I'm sure if I got that right. Um, but she shocks with a controversial, gory, and ballsy body horror. Now, she's the one who bought us Raw. Oh, cool. I love Raw. Yeah. It's really so, good. Um, but this one is, I mean, um, how can I describe it? Uh, the plot follows a series of unexplained crimes where a father is reunited with the son who has been missing for 10 years. Um, this is the mega spoiler that I'm going to. Uh, say and hopefully this will get your first for this movie okay so mega spoiler warning um this offers up a taste of the nasty in the first 10 minutes a car crash an up close shot of an open cranium surgery neon lit car showgirls twerking and grinding in hot pants body modification body scarification girl on girl flirtation girl on girl copulation girl on machine copulation boobs bums blood and bath and about five gruesome murders in the first 10 minutes jesus christ i mean what full-on we fucking need to see this movie sounds like a like a full-on like david cronenberg-esque but with more boobs and bums well funny you say that funny you say that does say a a cross between david cronenberg's crash and the horrors of takishi mixkuzu so, I mean, this looks fucking fresh and new. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, sounds oh. mental. Love it. What about you? You got anything I'll be else? watching that one for sure. Yeah, um, I've got quite a funny bit of news, actually. Mattel have just, you know, Mattel that bring out, obviously, toys. Um, they've got a new Jurassic Park action figure. And it's um, Samuel Jackson's character, Ray Arnold. <laughs> yes. So, like, everybody wants to know how he died. Because, obviously, you don't see how he dies, do you? 
So this figure's got a detachable arm because you only see, remember you only see his arm. Yeah, he break. Yes, yes. You only find they only find his arm, and that's this. In this, in, in, with this toy, you get a raptor, and you get him, and his arm comes off, and he's like got blood underneath. It's nice. fucking, it's so cool. Um, so I thought that was quite funny. So that that's coming out soon. So I always forget that he's in that movie. Yeah, I know he's not in it very long though, is he? Really? No. No. Got any other any news? Or? No, I got a few um, Go up and coming movies that are coming out. Give it to me. In the next couple of weeks, we've got on the fourteenth of July, which is. Obviously, today, the day we're recording the podcast, a film on Netflix called The Classic Horror Story, which is um, a sort of slasher set in the um, it in southern Italy. Mm. So it look, looks at the trailer, looks very interesting. Very, very looking forward to that. Okay. Um, Forever Purge is out on the 16th of July. Mm-hmm. So go see it or peril. No, <laughs> I'm sure it'd be lovely. Um, and then the film that we reviewed last year or year before Escape Room has got a sequel that we thought would get it would get and uh, this one's called Escape Room Tournament of Champions and it is also out on the 16th of July I like the first one yeah man I'll have some more of that well who knows if we might be reviewing it mm, for a who future knows? episode <laughs> what about you dude got anything else yeah I've got a couple of bits I'll just fire for him real quick so there's apparently going to be a new installment of the Pet Cemetery franchise in the work at Paramount. Um, so this is going to be interesting. So I'm not sure where the story is going to be kind of at, whether it's before or something like that. But there's no word on the plot details yet. Um, and it's a brand new story set within the world of Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. So I, I quite liked the last one that they did. I thought it was all right. It was amazing, but... Still prefer the original. Watch I know out not, for those trucks. You're not a big. You're not a massive fan of original, are you? After our review, <laughs> um, it serves purposes. I prefer the book. The book's amazing. I'm sorry, but mm. that that is just one of those things. I it annoys everyone. I'm sure you just go. The book's better than the movie. Well, yeah. in, this case, in this case, it definitely is. <laughs> also, you know, uh, um, Universal Studios, um, they always do their Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. So, um, like basically um 30 um nights uh in september and october um and the new you know they always have a theme like it's either saw or kind of like the conjuring this one is going to be the haunting of hill house how cool would that be that's gonna be fucking freaky man obviously this is for our uh our friends across the pond in america i just wish they'd bring it over here it'd be amazing but apparently, like, there's loads of characters they're going to have in it, and the bent net lady's going to be there. Um, Ooh, be so, scared, people. Be scared. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. That's going to be nuts, mate. One day we'll get to go, hopefully. One day. Um, and the last thing I want to talk to you about is, we briefly talked about it the other day, is we've both watched the trailer for Marvel's What If, right? Yes. Wow. This has got a definite talk horror, to me. horror twist. I mean, I've got a few of the comics for this. Marvel fucking zombies by the looks of things. Crazy. I know, man. But they can do what the fuck they want. I know. I mean, it, it just it looks really, really interesting. The animation looks amazing, doesn't it? It's got that sort of 1940s sort of feel with like a, that modern twist. They've obviously taken some stock of uh, some of the work from Love, Death and Monsters. I mean, in, in maybe Spy- Into the Spider-Verse as well. It's just mm. the animation looks stunning. Like Captain They've Peggy got some of the Carter. actual real voices as well, haven't they? I do believe they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, for one, I know that he's doing a voice. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, mate. Honestly, this is going to be cool. I mean, it's we're so going to say to goodbye to Loki, I guess, this week. And what if is before the end of the summer, I want August to say. August 11th. So there you go, very soon. So that'll, yeah. be, that'll fill the gap between... I can't believe that came out so fast. It came, like, literally like announced it and it's like, whoa. Boom. And I'm right to believe they're only short as well, like 20 minutes long or something. Yeah. So totally up our street with like the likes of Invincible straight that's gonna be fucking amazing i know it it's gonna be so interesting like some of the things it's like i saw that bit where i know we're getting off topic here but the bit where um black panther comes out and and yondu is with yondu is yeah, basically star lord yeah yeah so weird but i love it give it me man. it sounds so cool it sounds so interesting so yeah i'm looking forward to that really really looking forward to that and then after that we'll get hawkeye and onto Eternals. Anyway, this is not a Marvel-based uh, podcast. Let's move on to some fucking... Should we talk some fucking horror? Should we talk, get, get on to our main review? Let's get freaky, mate. That's me, Millie. Ordinary, boring Millie. I love your dress. I think I saw it at Discount Bonanza. <laughs> okay, so I was never the most popular. Homecoming's this weekend. Booker is going to be at the dance. And boys never really noticed me. Honestly, if this was a horror movie, I'd be one of the first ones to get killed. Cute, creepy dude in the mask. Okay, this episode's main review is Freaky, starring the amazing Vince Vaughn, Catherine Newton, Celeste O'Connor, Misha Oshevich. I mean, after this little, little bit, little bit wet your appetite, after swapping bodies with a deranged serial killer, a young girl in high school discovers she has less than 24 hours before the change becomes permanent permanent i mean this is freaky friday um with a lovely little serial killer twist so yeah that lovely movie with Lindsay lohan and what's her face um there's about three movies yeah exactly yeah. and you know we've just had happy we had happy death day and happy death day to you recently which is a nice groundhog sort of twisty horror this is interesting turning those sort of really campy comedies into into a sort of horror mashup. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's written by Christopher Landon, which did obviously Happy Death Day two, Paranormal, Paranormal Activity, um, and he's done other horror stuff. And as soon as I saw that, I knew that I was going to enjoy it. It's like he knows his horror, and and I cannot believe that some. I mean. Could you, you know, imagine being in that boardroom and they put that idea forward? It's like, ping, how could no one think of this before? Like, take Freaky Friday and just basically re- uh, replace it with a killer and a teenage girl. Who could play both a, te- a, a serial killer and a teenage girl? Oh, what about Vince Vaughn? Yeah. Oh, my fucking word. I loved him in this. He's, it was really clever because <laughs> obviously... <laughs> When, um, the, before I get on that, the opening scene's awesome. Really, really good. Really, like, straight in with the kind of, like, classic horror in the house. It's raining, and it's just, like, 
the opening scene was brilliant. Randy teenagers like sort of discussing drinking yeah. and stuff, but it had a nice little twist. It didn't. It had the runaway girl, and it had all those fucking classic moments and those great movie horror tropes that we sort of love. Mm. It was classic. It was a classic start, but done fucking very very well. Yeah. So I mean, Eve, he's obviously the killer, the butcher. You. Um, <laughs> he's basically obviously stalks them, and the girls. Um, house is like full of artifacts that her dad kind of collects, right? And yeah, he's very much like an Indiana Jones guy, but looks things, but probably not. Indiana. Yeah, <laughs> and um, obviously Vince Vaughn finds this kind of weird kind of knife that that seems to come to life when he gets it and stabs someone, um, which is really weird. But uh, who gives a fuck? Is 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 a, a nice little twist on, you know the way they approach the story because I can't remember what happens in Freaky Friday I think it's just isn't it like lightning or storm or something happens I think it was probably an artifact as well in that I, I don't think it was no no I can't remember but anyway regardless to the point this when the switch happens um it's so clever because like Vince Vaughn just all the mannerisms and the little kind of things he says just it's just so funny because you can believe him as being a teenage girl it's really weird it's so weird and like it's so funny as well we get millie who is played by the lovely Catherine newton as a very sort of um shy introvert girl um lost her dad a couple of years ago and still not really got over that but she just plays it very well she is that it is that sort of massive heel turn it's the one person you sort of stab and if you swap bodies with then She's going to act different. You know, she's going to put on a leather fucking coat and she's going to look different the next day and everyone's going to think she's hot. And it's classic fucking story from the 90s and stuff like that. But it fucking worked so well in this. And then Vince Vaughn's... I think she could have been a bit more dweeby though. All right. But the Vince Vaughn bit, like when he's like acting, there's some fucked up funny bits in this uh, in this movie. I mean, the premise is obviously quite straightforward. She's got 24 hours to fucking you know, to find this killer that's in her body and stab him. The You know, the weapon's not readily available. Well, there's lots of antics that needs to happen for them to actually be able to... Uh, her and her mates as well. And, mm. You know, there's just so much that needs to happen for it to work again. And it's quirky, funny. And they get lots of really interesting, you know, deaths along the way. Mm. Some really interesting kills. And Vince Vaughn gets to do a dick slap. Which I found hilarious. He does get to do a dick Because, um, I mean, like, literally, to... you, you've got to think about what a teenage girl would do in a man's body, which is funny because, obviously, she's now got a dick and she's never had a dick before. So it's just funny how they breached that subject and stuff like that and how big, and obviously how big and looming um, Vince Vaughn's character is. It's just, like, it's crazy. Uh, and then the flip side, obviously, he's in her body, but she also, obviously, the girl that plays uh, Millie, is so clever at being that just her facial expressions being really like moody and kind of silent and just like here. So it's really weird how they kind of like, but they both do a really good job from going from dark to light and light to dark. And it's just like, it's really clever. I thought it did, they did it really well. Let's talk about some of the deaths in this. Yeah. 
Let's do it. So the start, we get we get four at the start. Is it four? Is it? Oh, oh, yeah, four of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, when one of them gets rammed up against a, I don't know, was it a coat rail or something like that? But that was that was quite good. That was good. Some of the surprise deaths. Yeah, that coat. That's uh, the um, the one where the girl gets yeah like stabbed to the wall. That's yeah. blatant um, Halloween reference. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, there was uh, the I don't know if this is a nod to you know Jason like Jason X with the sort of whole like um, liquid nitrogen. Yeah, what was what that? the fuck was that in a school? Was it like is it like um, a regeneration thing yes. where like it, it makes you really cold after your muscles really cold after active stuff? Yeah, you get ice baths usually in most schools. Yeah, but, but this must have been a major fucking like posh school. <laughs> yeah, because it's like a cryo unit. Um, which she got locked in and, you know, you got froze to death and you got that classic sort of uh, death, which is quite interesting. I kind of enjoyed that. That was quite a good little uh, bit, but I saw, I saw, I thought exactly the same as you did. Um, the, the professor death was fucking cool. That was on the old, um, in the old wood shop. Yes. Old... Yeah. He was a fucking asshole. You know where, he, where he's from, don't you? No. Ferris Bueller's day off. Oh really? He's, um, the friend, I can't remember his name now. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, but he's his friend that he trashes his dad's car. Ah. It's him. I couldn't believe it. Um, yeah, he was a bastard that you knew straight away because he was just so horrible. Like, And you know, you had, there was teachers like that when I was at school where they root you out and they just pick on you all the time, constantly, constantly. And obviously when she's now the butcher, she's like... but. The scenes are pretty graphic. Like, she gets fucking punched and kicked by this teacher. Like, proper hard. That's a funny scene, man. You know, the teacher beating up a student, effectively, obviously, which is in the body of, you know, inside is a serial killer at the end of the day. It's just funny to watch. Yeah. He, he, and he, you can tell he's loving it as well. He's like, he's he's been goading her at um, the, the real Millie, like, for most of the term, by the sounds of things. And he's just fucking her up. It's funny. And then, obviously, she gets the best of him and we get a nice little saw scene nice little you know the wood saw which yeah. is fucking good good special effects that's his name right his actual actor's name is alan ruck and he played cameron that's yes, it cameron. cameron knew it was there somewhere yeah but that was a very very good scene very good kill mm. um and then it's like the antics of oh my god this is the really most ridiculous the thing one of the most ridiculous things in the whole movie which made me laugh out loud was <laughs> I know which bit you're going to oh talk about. Oh my god! Um, so Millie's got a crush, and a crush figures out <laughs> that Millie's in this body, Vince Vaughn's body, and as they're trying to get the weapon back, aren't they at the police station? Yeah. <laughs> um, there's this hilarious, hilarious scene. Well, they're just flirting. Aren't they're they? just flirting, and it's like Vince Vaughn watching Vince Vaughn flirt with like a, a teenage boy. And you'll think, okay, that's not really going to go any further. It was just funny. It was funny. And they had a little little snog. (laughs) It was fucking It was so weird. It was just like... I I was quite surprised because not many people laughed at that in the cinema, but I thought it was quite funny. I'm glad they went for it. They went for it. It was just like, he didn't give a fuck. He's like, oh, you're not... I know that you're the real Millie there. And he just has a little smoochy Rooney. (laughs) It's fucking... Vince Vaughn's great. It was, it, was Fantastic. Good. it was funny. It was um, funny. You get then you get like the inevitable sort of I don't know what's what's the the, the dance a dance has been cancelled. 
So, so it's been reorganised in some place, isn't it? Like on the down low. Yeah. And like Millie's in and she's like, you know, trying to pull the the hot boy and just kill off as many people she she can, really. That that took it. It takes a really... This is where it got quite dark, which I, again, I didn't think it was going to go here. But like literally when she kind of like comes, well, the butcher comes onto a guy because he wants to lure him away. He kind of follows her and he lures, she lures that one kind of college football guy away. And then suddenly two of his friends appear from where they were. And it's just like, and there's a real weird, there's a real kind of strong line. I don't know if it needed to be in it, but it's pretty full on. It's like. Well, they were, they were going to run a train on her. <laughs> if you want to put it like that. That's, yeah. that's what they were going to do. They were but gonna... it was the way they said it. It was just like, oh, as, as far as I can see it, there's three guys here and there's three holes. And that's the only bit of... I just think that's fucking unnecessary, man. It was fucking a bit full on. For a film of like such film with quite funny kind of satire and it's really cool and it's, it has quick whips and it was like the writing's really good. But that's the one bit I was like, that's quite full on. I think, I think didn't need to go there with that. But hey-ho. Crossed the line for you. But everyone, they got theirs, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we get a showdown, and then we get you know, you know, the inevitable happens and stuff like that. You know, back to normal, or is it? Is it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a nice ending. It's a nice tie-up, actually. I kind of liked it the way they sort of went with it. She got a good char- character arc out of it. You know, the the killer's never dead, guys. That's all we say. The killer's never dead. Maybe so it was. Um, it's a really interesting, fun, quirky mu- movie with lots of good music and stuff like that. Great one-liners. Great one-liners, apart from Matt's uh, free holes <laughs> one-line. But um, yeah, just really good fun. I loved watching this in the cinema. I'm, I know, I know that when we saw it like come out like last year, it's been a while. It's been out there for a while. So you guys in America uh, and, and abroad have already seen this, I'm sure. And we, we're slow on the upkeep over in the UK, but this is fucking great. It's going to be really hard to like... Um, or really interesting for our top 10 of the year, because this is fantastic. Yeah, it was Really good, good fun. Um, and I, I, I really liked it and there's much you know there's loads more movies coming out this year but this is still contender for me yeah it's nice to see a bit of comedy horror as well a bit of light relief well we had Becky last year didn't we with, um, oh, Ke- with yeah. Kevin James mm. and so these mainstream actors want to come in and do these sort of um, these horror movies because horror is big mm. horror is big and they're just making it pays it does so really I know does. Becky didn't do as well as Freaky Freaky did very well yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a shame, but if you do, get, do get out and seek Becky, because it's definitely worth a watch. I'd agree. Right, freaky. Go see it, go watch it, go have some fucking fun. Go go and support horror for this one. This is fantastic. It's at the cinema now. What are you rating this, then, Matt? I'd say I would give this a probably eight breaths out of ten, because I really enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely agree with you on that one. It's an eight moving to a nine it's just fantastic it's got some good rewatchability as well but yeah an eight an eight's fair now the only reason i'd say i'll give it an eight is because i saw fear street and i think i enjoyed fear street more just yeah okay that's yeah. probably yeah, why fear, yeah seeing it in the same week don't know if that because because um fear street was supposed to be a theatrical release really yeah but netflix bought it up and uh 
obviously did their thing with it. But I would have liked to have seen it in cinema. That would have been quite cool. But hey ho. Fear Street is probably one of the best things that's come out this year so far. Mm. It is ridiculously well done. Not, yeah, well done. <laughs> and the, the the I don't know the marketing to go along with it is a big the thing. marketing, the casting, the music, the way it's shot. It's just so clever, and also putting free every once one every week for free three weeks is clever. Very good. Well done, Netflix. I mean, yes, good on Freaky. Love that. Now on our next episode, what are we watching? We've got options. Yeah, we don't know yet. So we don't know. We've we're mentioned not, a few that are We're not going to nail one down. Forever Purge. We're going to, you know, we might go and watch the Forever Purge. We might go and watch Escape Room and see which one we like the best and review that one. Or whichever the one's the shittest, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> um, let's move on to our something to scream about. Right, this episode's uh, something to scream about. We are bringing our conversation with In Search of Darkness Part 2 to a close by discussing 1988 and 1989, looking at their movies that they're discussing in the documentary. And, you know, have we seen them? Have we reviewed them? Hmm, will we be reviewing them? Let's uh, discuss, shall we? Let's do it. Right, to start, I mean, okay. 1988, great year. Mm-hmm. Great year. I was eight. You, yep. were, you were 10? Yep. 10, this is a good age for you, for mm. horror. So, prob- is this, okay, first one, Beetlejuice. Tim Burton's Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. is on there talk to me Beetlejuice mate Beetlejuice absolutely amazing Keaton just plays that role fucking so well it's got so many cool effects in it Tim Burton the cast is just insane in it you know Winona Ryder so many others but wow. I, can, I can't even remember when I first Jimmy Davis Alec Baldwin yeah but I don't think I can remember seeing this film and I think I might have seen this one, not from the video shop, but I think I might have seen this one on TV, you know. I remember watching it on TV. I wasn't a video shop, but I don't think. I just remember it going around the school playground mm. and it was nice fucking model. That That's... fucking line and it was just like synonymous Yeah. in our school. I remember watching it for the first time and just going, oh my fucking word. It's this one of my fantastic. wife's favourite movies as well. This is... It's a good one. It is definitely up there for a future watch as well. This is one that we will be reviewing at one time. Yeah, stage. I mean, I forgot. I, did, I, you know, it's it's comedy horror, isn't it? So it's definitely in the wheelhouse. Definitely in the wheelhouse. But I wouldn't even thought of that to be honest if I didn't see this. Mm. I don't think because it's fantastical, but it's it yeah. isn't a horror. There's ghosts, it's ghouls, it's oh, yeah. the, the dead. It's got the mum at home alone in it, and she's great. She Did makes like it That's right, the end of it. Love it. Um, oh, mate, this next one: Hollywood chainsaw hookers. Not seen it. Want to see it. I've always picked it up and looked at it, looked at the back of the cover. I do want to see it, absolutely. The best it's thing about... Eight films one, I think it is. As yeah. Well. In the red case. It's a nasty. It's what they yeah. could call a video nasty. nasty. yeah. Got banned, was re- re-released with that whole last house on the left thing. They, they went... They had a bit of a storm. 
and they they banned quite a few in the late 80s but they got re-released to spit on your grave like evil dead and all that but the best thing about this was like the poster yeah it's a quality poster they charge an arm and a leg <laughs> i like that i mean you know lots of probably gratuitous nudity uh nudity probably yeah it's gonna be one for the watch for at some point this one though uh, your mate simon bought this to us didn't he dead heat so we would have eventually yes we would have eventually found out about this yep but thanks to our lovely listener we got to review this on the podcast and fucking what what a movie yeah i mean it was it was requested by him for us to watch and i'd never heard of it until he told us you never heard of it but yeah we enjoyed that thoroughly if you should go and back and listen to the episode because it's a fucking great movie yeah proper buddy cop with with a fucking horror twist yeah it's like lethal weapon with a horror twist <laughs> just some, <laughs> some batshit things happening in it yeah fucking fantastic and then to sort of go on that sort of cop theme they did a maniac cop, maniac cop yeah which we also have reviewed as well Absolutely. <laughs> go check that one out um with mr atkins mr atkins and mr campbell so yep. fucking everyone Maniac Cop fucking great movie um, one of my staples from when I was a kid one of the, one of the VHS's that I saw on the fucking I owned that VHS uh-huh. on my shelf I think I had one two and three on VHS at, at one point um, wish I kept them but I never did I think I even got a poster from the video store from like it was like about 10p they used to be all rolled up in the middle of the, t- uh, the video store I used to go through and take the elastic bands off, roll out. Now that's crap. It's another fucking shit one. Um, but yeah, I definitely had that poster on my wall as well. It's crazy. It's a fucking good poster, man. I really enjoyed that one. Um, oh, I always bang on about this because you like Poltergeist 2. But do you like Poltergeist 3 more than Poltergeist 2? Or... I like Poltergeist 3, but I prefer 2, personally. For me, 3 is, for some reason, I think I got an affinity with 3. I remember watching it at a um sleepover when i was you know i watched free at a sleepover as well yeah it's just one of the, whatever reason i didn't watch pot guys but we watched pot guys free yeah um, the effects are fucking brilliant the, mi- free, the, the use really of good. mirrors Ugh. it was that it's the, the puddle thing where they mm. go into the puddle i always thought that was fascinating yeah. i was like obviously back then you didn't have the making of or anything and i was always wanting to know how that was done and i, I wanted to bring it out in a nice a nice collection like all three of them um, in a nice Blu-ray set, but one hopefully one day they brought them out recently. But they, and there's not much extras on it, and it's just a standard Blu-ray box set. But... It's, in, it's interesting that I own the DVD Poltergeist and I own the DVD Poltergeist Free. For some reason, I don't have to. <laughs> You're a hater. No, I hate you. This is interesting. So two from Simon. Yeah. So he's obviously loving eighty-eight waxwork. Yeah. Yeah. So we we wouldn't have we wouldn't have recently. found out about that. I mean it. The way they sort of posted it was fantastic. Zach Galligan, you know, they did go through all those lovely, lovely details about the waxwork, about everything that we sort of discussed in terms yeah. of the universal horrors, the proper monsters and all that sort of stuff. It's a really interesting movie. We've only just, in the in the last couple of months, reviewed that one. Yeah, that was, it was good. It was good seeing that. Um, and it's nice seeing other people talk about it and because there's obviously clearly people who talk on the documentary that, that love these movies. It's... It's uh, it's a great little movie. Definitely. Go and check that bad boy out. Cellar Dweller. Now, I haven't seen this one. I've heard of it. I've seen the poster. The monsters looks you, fucking great. You've seen the VHS on my... on my. Uh... Yes, I've picked it up many a time. Yeah. It looks fucking great. The artwork's ace. 
I want to watch it. I want to watch it for a future watch. It's fucking crazy. I love the name. (laughs) Cellar Dweller. Cellar Dweller. (laughs) Yeah, that's one to watch. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. No, it's, it's, it's a proper creature feature one. And I picked it up on VHS because I tend to buy VHSs that I remember seeing in the video shop. Um, so I just picked them up. I go, and I, I always used to pick that one up and look at it and look at the back. God knows why I never rented it. I just don't know. I think it's probably because I wanted to rent Nightmare on Arm Street 3 again for the 50th time or Twins or Commando or fucking look Big who, Trouble in Little China. Look who's talking. Yeah, and, and any of those, mate. It's like I probably just got sidetracked by, you know, because my, my dad used to go, my dad used to go to me like, you know, we can have one horror and one comedy or one action, one horror or one comedy, one action. So it'd only be two. We could only have two. And it was expensive in those days. So anyway, yeah, that's probably why. I just don't know why I didn't watch it, but now I've got it, so... <laughs> Yeah, we'll watch it on VHS at some point. That'd be good. I haven't seen this one either. I have heard of it, but I can't believe I haven't watched it. And I don't understand why I haven't watched it. Night of the Demons, because the name's great. Night, yeah. Night of the Demons. It looks fantastic. Yeah, I, again, I haven't seen this, um, but I do want to see it. Um, effects look really, really good in this one. Lots of practical effects. But it's definitely one for the one for the rewatch for definite. There's a there's a woman that like keeps popping up as well, which obviously we know are Kelly Mahoney's Barbara Crampton stuff like that. But this person has eluded me. I haven't seen any of her movies. Um, she's on two of these: Night of the Demons and Lena Quigley. Lena Quigley. Yeah. Have we talked about her in the past? Yeah, yeah. She's she's um. Uh, Return of Living Dead. Yeah. Oh, she's the right. Okay. She's the punk. I don't she's the punk. Yeah. But she's been in shitloads. Oh yeah, she's been absolutely low. She's proper scream, scream queen. Like she's, more she's, than most. She's even brought out a uh, exercise video. It's it's insane with like zombies in it and stuff like that. It's crazy. Lena Quigley is, is a scream queen, mate. You you know her. Yeah, you I know do. what she's been in. She's been. You just needed to know some, see some of the movies, and you recognise her. Yeah, I she can. looks very different to a lot of the movies she's in. But yeah, she's proper proper horror royalty. But I'd like I've I've would love to have her on the podcast. Yeah, well, she was in two of the ones in nineteen eighty eight that mm. were mentioned on this list. I think it was um, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. She was in and yeah. Night of the Demons. So yeah. fucking incredible, incredible list. Return of the Living Dead. Wow. Um, okay, moving on to nineteen eighty nine, and the first movie we get another one that we reviewed for the podcast. I thought we would start getting into the ones we've done because we're coming to late 80s. So More our wheelhouse. Bad mm. taste. <sighs> Peter Jackson's bad taste. What a movie. <laughs> we gushed about this one on, on the episode, right? Big I think time. that was a big episode as well, if I remember rightly. Yeah, it was. But it needed it because it's just a fucking brilliant movie. Yeah. All out, just fucking funny. Aliens, disgusting, gory. Loads and loads of action. <laughs> like Absolutely loads of action. Derek's don't run. Yeah, <laughs> Derek's don't run. <laughs> oh, I love this. Aren't movie. I lucky? I got a lumpy bit. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie. Um, it's a great movie. Yeah, go back and listen to our episode of Bad Taste. <laughs> yeah, That'd be great. Um, t- this next one though. Oh man, this guy was passionate about this fucking movie, wasn't he? The director Tetsu, the Iron Man. Yeah, I've never. I've I've heard of it. Never heard of it. I've never seen it. I I didn't know what it was about, but I've seen I've I've seen it online and stuff like that. 
black and white, very artsy, very, very weird. Weird. <laughs> just like It's like a mashup of robot kind of like humans turning into robots gradually. Which is funny because this is around the same time as Ikea coming out, right? Ikea, yeah, Ikea, yeah. yeah. So you've got that whole cyberpunk fucking thing done very well in anime and all this sorts of stuff and then you got this guy coming along and trying to do a live action version very early on all i saw is one clip and it literally had a bloke with a literally a drill for a dick and i was like (laughs) what is going on here (laughs) dude this looks fucked up i don't know if i could i I think it would do my head in yeah i think it will i don't know black and white art i don't know man I don't know, I'll have to find out a little bit more about this. We'd have to watch it together, because otherwise I wouldn't be in the right mood to watch this by myself, I don't reckon. Yeah. looks very interesting. Um, And then we uh, get a few sequels. Um, Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. You know, good one in the franchise. It's an interesting one. It's it's all right. It's a bit weird in places, but... it's him going mental. There's shitloads of deaths in this one. Yeah, there is quite a lot, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just... I don't know. It's not It's not my favourite, but it's not, not. I'm not saying it's bad, but it, it's, it's definitely worth a watch. Right in the middle there. Right mm. in the middle. Um, we get Shocker by Wes Craven. Now, I've seen the... You've got this on VHS, haven't you? Mm, no. I, I remember the cover. One. That guy just sat there, like, on, a, on electric chair. Yeah, that was the cover, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. With the craziest soundtrack as well. Yeah, totally. Super band. Totally metal. Super yeah. band. It's fucking incredible. Chris Jericho was fucking talking about that. That was quite funny. Um, but it's also the guy who plays um, uh, Skinner from That's X-Files. Right. X-Files, X-Files yeah. the main guy. Directed by Wes Craven. Yeah, and the makeup's fantastic. It just looks really unique. He gets like superpowers, I suppose, and he becomes electrified. But it's some kind of farce. It looks like some kind of... Um, precursor to natural born killers the way it's sort of set <laughs> yeah there's some really weird like shot ideals and stuff like that. it just look fun it's well we're at that crest as well where we're just literally coming into the 90s i'd say that shocker looks more 90s than 80s with the music coming at that, that point of metal going into rock and grunge and it's like that the way it's shot it almost looked like a bit a bit like a bit of a tv movie but it was, looked like it was just going in the direction of the 90s, like just crazy effects and... Very MTV. So yeah, 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 okay. yeah that sort of generation kind of thing. This was weird. Richard Mosley, um, Silent Night, Deadly Night, yeah, Part I, 3, Better I thought watch this out. was random, man. Part 3. I mean, obviously he's a legend. Um, and I haven't seen this movie. I haven't even seen um, the first two either. Um, I'm waiting for that. I think we should do it around this Christmas, maybe. Um, but I thought it was a bit random. But it looked really fucking weird. It looked very fucking weird. He was playing the... You know, we've talked about Silent Night, Deadly Night, where it's sort of like the killer... You know, he kills Santa Claus, and he's a Santa Claus killer or something like that. But this is totally different. Totally it's different. almost like... Like, you know, when they do those um, sequels that are nothing... To, like we talked about it originally... Like we talked about it with um, Chud and Chud 2 being completely different. So I think the only relevance this have to the other two movies is that it's set at Christmas. I don't think there's anything else to do with the storyline. I think as he's as playing the same character. Is he? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. I didn't know that. Maybe I'm more wrong. <laughs> oh, mate. Looked fucking weird. 
And then yeah. we come on to the last movie that they discussed, which we again, we've <laughs> done for the podcast. And I think for me, if I remember watching this Henry portrait of a serial killer, it was one of the most surprising, shocking horror movies that I've ever witnessed. And that was requested from a uh, friend of the pod, John Alicat, wasn't it? Yeah, Alicat. Cheers for that boy. John, that was, um, that was something. Disturbing. <laughs> that was something that really, um really got me that evoked something inside of you didn't it yeah which made me think after watching it again on the dock i was thinking fuck i said i'd rewatch that at some point mm. as well because it was just so real mm. that rooker's fucking great he is great isn't too it? good he's too good in this movie that's the problem it's very real yeah and it's obviously based on a a real story as well yeah yeah Mm. Yeah, he, he, Rooker's too good. I'm glad he's Yondu now. I can see some uh, Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. What a movie that is. All right, guys, that ties up. Uh, I mean, and there was a couple of other quirky little bits. I think there were, Robert England was talking about Robert England. That was quite funny, watching his little career from when he was going into his early early days. Movies. As a character actor. TV yeah. shows, like he was on Manimal. Um, obviously, The Great V. Yeah. Like all his, other, love to get that in there. All his other roles that he sort of played, he played a, like that was surprising to hear about the Phantom of the Opera with Bill Nye. That was quite <laughs> interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, just that was really cool. Just listen to Robert England go, and that quite, was good. the one bit that was quite interesting. I thought was good is the uh, the movies that didn't get made kind of bit. It was quite cool. That was interesting. But mm. yeah, Fly Two. Yeah, not his version of Fly Two. No, not Mick Garris's version. No, I knew about that before though. But Fly Two is really good, underrated movie. Yeah, it is really son good. of Fly, basically, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, his script just got completely changed, hmm. unfortunately. But play to the teenage generation, possibly. Yeah, possibly. Well, the studios just got too involved. That was fun. I really enjoyed talking about this one. I'm looking forward to the third one. We'll see what another third layer of movies they Yeah, oh, well, they're on to the 90s next, aren't they? I've, yes, is that what the third instalment is? Then? I think so. They're going on to 90s now. All for that. Ready mm. to talk about it. Film it. Do it. There are a whole new host of people to talk to. I won't be back in that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, I've got a little question. For our next something to scream about. Interesting. Um, I'm going to put it to you. Okay. And if not, we'll go to the audience. But I would like to see, like, know which horror movie would you like to see from the antagonist's point of view? Give me an example. So, Alien from the view of the alien. Okay. rather than Rather than Whipley and her crew. You what the movie is actually from the alien's point of view. Oh, so I got to pick a movie and, and flip, movie. and you got to flip it, and you got to kind of work and discuss how that movie might go. So, like, pitch you a movie, mm-hmm. pitch you a movie, oh, pretty much. Okay. So you're talking if you go and say, you know, if you say, oh, I want to, oh, I'd like to watch Alien from the point of view of Alien, you know, and then just say, how'd that go? It'd be like, oh, what, uh, a day in the life of uh, the Alien just goes around fucking, you know, <laughs> looking for food. More than anything, mm. that sort of thing. Okay. Or like, you know. Well, that sounds good. You did Halloween. All right, you... stop saying them now because right, okay. we'll <laughs> eventually get to the one that I want. Okay, all right, cool. Good one would be... Jo- anyway. Um, oh, so, yeah. <laughs> you just ruined your pick. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, it's a big good idea. Get involved if you... Uh, if you Think of a movie you'd like to see from uh, the antagonist's point of view. Send no, us... Good question. Send us your shit and we'll read them out on the podcast. It'd be funny to listen to them. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. Um, 
Right, it's time to move on to our movie from the vault. Humanoids from the deep. A tidal wave of rampaging creatures surges from the dark and violent sea to conquer the earth. Maybe intelligent enough to perceive man as a competitor. Why the girls? It's my theory that these creatures are driven to mate with man now in order to further develop their incredible evolution. It's enough to scare the hell out of me. Soon the world will awake to a terrifying riptide of humanoids from the deep. We think we know where these things come from, but we have no idea how many there are. The Earth plunges into a battle for the survival of the fittest, where man is the endangered species and woman the ultimate prize. Anywhere you run, any place you hide, any time you stop, they will find you. And to kill Vic Morrow. Humanoids from the deep. Okay, so I picked this one. Um, we have both wanted to see this for a very, very long time. It was actually covered on the In Search of Darkness documentary, part two. And I got you this for your 40th birthday, one of your 40th birthday presents. You did, thank you. So. This movie is about humanoid sea creatures that start killing a fishing town's residents and raping their women and it's up to the townsfolk and visiting biologists to fight back and fend them off. Yeah. Called Humanoids from the Deep. Yeah. Yeah. A.K.A. Monster. Great title, Humanoids from the Deep. Very sci-fi, very 50s, very 60s. Mm. Humanoids. Humanoids from the deep. 1980. This was immense. I went on a journey with this one. It's so <laughs> super crazy. But yeah. it's good. <laughs> Proper B movie. Yeah. Proper B movie. But with real sort of character development and character arcs and proper storyline. Weird. Um,. But yeah, just a movie about sea creatures who are literally coming up, killing any of the blokes and any any of the dogs that are in their way, and then literally indiscriminately raping women. Mm. Discuss. Yeah, well, mate, first of all, I think this is probably one of the first movies that deals with contamination like as in like you know cross-contamination because obviously in this movie they're putting something in the rivers to feed the salmon and get them bigger and this is going into the ocean and this is obviously the reason why these things have mutated or, or grown fast or whatever they are 
Um, so I think it obviously has a massive kind of political thing underlining, like a lot of the movies that came into the early 80s from the, coming out of the 70s. Because it's again on the cusp, just coming into the 80s. But what I loved about this movie, probably more than ever, was the creature design. I think we've got to talk about that first. They weren't all the same, were they? No. It was... It was. There was some with long arms. There was some, like, creepy little... But they were creepy as fuck, those <sighs> long arms. It was horrible. It, like, made it, it... I don't know why. Like a yeti from the sea. Oh, yeah. It's just, like... It was really weird. It was, like, the way they moved was quite good. The way that, that they just, obviously, kind of... It's Creature from the Black Lagoon-esque. But then they put... You know those really, those ugly bastard fish that you find really deep in the ocean? They don't even come to the top. You know, the, the, the really, you've seen them? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I can't remember what the name of the That's what they've, they've, they've taken, obviously, the design from that and put it on this thing. That's a lantern fish, I think. It's yeah, called. it's got big, massive mouth and, the, and then yeah. they've made a massive, big, massive brain. So they've got a huge <laughs> brain on the back, but they're covered in like slime and, and seaweed and fucking... I just thought the the design of them, it, at points you can see, oh yeah, it's a man in a suit, but the effects were so well done that it didn't look shit. It looked quite good. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. I mean, this is a really seedy undertone as well to this movie. Obviously, these these fucking things are. I mean, it's not graphic. But, you know, there is, like, you know, forceful removal of clothing and stuff like that. And sort of, like, the simulation. Pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's some simulation and stuff like that. But, it, it, like, that's, I think, we wanted to kind of see this to see how far they go with it. Um, I mean, the actresses must have gone through fucking hell um, in this movie in terms of the special effects and the way that they sort of had to react and all this sort of stuff. Bloody hell. But not not only that, there was some a real interesting uh tone around it you know you've got the whole um i see like racism through yep. it as well it's got racism it's got corporate business takeover yeah. it's got uh contamination that we've already talked about so it's got it deals with some heavy issues doesn't it yeah they're they're not um it's that whole i don't know if it's set in alaska or canada i, I think it's i don't know where the place is noyo is i think it's actually in real life it's in california Okay. I don't know. It might have been like set somewhere else. I'm not sure. But yeah, there's definitely a, like a, a love, well, a, a, a love hate relationship between the sort of local fishing town, local fishing town, mm. and the sort of, um, I guess, the natives and stuff that are off that they like. I don't know what you know what origin. I think he's uh, in like um, it's an Indian settlement. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, and the other thing, even the other thing it takes is is overfishing it talks about overfishing and this is 1980 and that's massive at the moment we're in 2021 so in 1980 they're breaching they're this thing about overfishing too much and and how they're doing these salmon farmings and making a bit so yeah it's got loads of things this is a really weird little underlining but the storyline is it's actually really good yeah it's really layered and like it goes through that sort of whole, you know, that whole character arc, the sort of dispute, the the disputes between the town folk and the sort of random fights that keep on breaking out, which is just over the top and ridiculous. Um, which and Lots of... Yeah. When they're punching each other. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic to watch. Um, and, 
the like that hate and then obviously the also the i'm you're still a human being i'm still going to save you i'm, I'm going to be I don't care that you've hated me for this whole movie. I'm still going to save you from a fucking sea raping monster. <laughs> oh my god, the 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 deaths, the dog killing are the bastards. They, yeah, I didn't yeah. like that bit because you know when um, obviously we're going to talk spoilers about this movie already, has but there's a bit where um, I can't remember his name. He comes to the party. Johnny. Johnny. Yeah, Johnny Eagle. His name is bit, good name. Bit, bit wrong, um, but. Aww. He comes to the party and obviously the fisherman that he's in a bit of a barney with have killed his dog because they think he's killed their dogs. And that dog, I don't know if it was drugged or it was a real dead dog, but it looked pretty fucking real. I really hope it was just like a play dead dog because yeah. it looked really real. That fucking fight scene in the parking lot afterwards though was so fucking <laughs> genius. The best bit is when like the, the, there's a couple getting it on in the car and the bloke goes, what's all that noise? And sticks his head out and gets punched. Well, it was Peggy, wasn't it? Peggy who got um, the first the first rape was Peggy oh god oh god I don't know let me ask you a question I'm going to ask you this question out there did this movie need that did the movie need those bits of of kind of like bra taking off nakedness and did you think it needed it would you think it would have made it a different film if that wasn't in it I think that's the horror. I think that's the that's the reason why this movie is probably beloved today is that they went there. They didn't need to. Of course they didn't. They could have got away with yeah. um, the horror, the suspense and stuff without it. But they could have suggested it. Yeah, they could. But from the because of the time, that's the sort of horror trope, and it made it sort of very a lot more seedy. Which, mm. which is probably you know, I, I don't know if it would have changed the fact that I, I wouldn't have like loved it less, but it just made it, it made it more seedy and more memorable that they actually went there for no reason. Well, I suppose there was a re- there is a reason for that being in there, whether they show it or not. I don't know. There's an argument for that, but obviously they're coming on the shore to impregnate, so they that that that's what they do. Whether they it's you know yeah, I mean, they're in that first like sort of like confrontation hmm. they're they're fucking one of them's having having a having his way with us no holds barred and then the and the other one's finishing off the boyfriend in the sea you hmm. know just like ripping his face off good makeup on that yeah really good makeup really good this. makeup oh my god yeah it was good um that was by a camera he's quite a well-known um effects artist uh, roger george this things like terminator um, Night of the Creeps, chopping more stuff. He's done a lot of work with prosthetics and stuff like that. So he was he was really. I mean, he's obviously integral in that in that part of it. So the other thing I wanted to talk about, back to creature design, really quickly. You can totally see where James Wan got his ideas for um, Aquaman. You know, the creatures of the deep that they were going to make a movie on, which I would have fucking loved. Yeah. Um, but when you look at those again, they look literally exactly like humanoids from the deep. Yeah, yeah. These so things he's obviously watched it. Definitely has. Definitely had these. Yeah. These fucking things were like the likeness is uncanny. Yeah. Um, and you sort of almost get that transformer vibe as well. Do you remember the piranha fish? There's sort of some kind of element to it in in the Transformers '80s movie as well. There's, oh, okay. They're more piranhas, but they did have the heads. Hmm. When they're chasing, they're getting chased. They were going to water and they're getting chased. Do you remember that? Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, I just this—it's nuts. I mean, 
there's that. There's a then there's a, a second. Is there a second rape? Was there like in the day where there's two people? Two. I thought Peggy was going to be approaching these people in a tent. You know the one where she gets the the little random ventriloquist doll. That was weird. Fucking odd. That was really weird because it was like they're trying to put a comedy element on it, and it was just like, what? There's two people in a tent on the beach, and this guy's just got a, a ventriloquist doll in a bag. And, it's and, like, they, and they focus in on the Van Cruces doll. She's getting, you know, naked. She's completely, completely naked. Completely naked, yeah. And then obviously the Tetan gets ripped open by these fuckers. Kill him. You know, nick the doll. And then um, she runs away. She's running, yeah. She gets caught, doesn't she? Yeah, she did get caught. Oh, yeah. She, you think she's going to get away. Yeah. And then suddenly one jumps out and grabs her. Yeah. Yeah, we don't see her again. No, I don't think we see that. We see one. Peggy again. Oh, it's Peggy, isn't it? Peggy, we see later. God, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, there's um, a lot of weird editing in this movie. I love the 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 after the fight scene, sort of going down the river to, to get his revenge. I guess I don't know. Um, I don't know what he's doing on the boat, and um, then he chuck a Molotov cocktail. But as he's going down that river, there's a random flick to an owl. Oh yeah, you notice that. I don't know whether it's... Just, yeah, it, it, I don't know. And it's just been like stock footage. <laughs> yeah. It was great. They've obviously got out some wildlife program. Well, yeah, stick that in. There was also, you know, um, the son, his... Was it, no, his brother, the one who got like proper attacked and that's like... Jim's brother. Jim's brother. Yeah. He was obviously involved in the fight, but he was at the aid of the um, of Johnny Eagle. Yeah. Um. He he did. I, I mean, there must be some editing, serious editing in that fight because he come. He seemed to come out worse than any of them. He had like two black eyes and stuff like that. I don't know, Johnny was pretty messed. Well, yeah, Johnny. The was makeup on him was quite good because they kept it the continuity throughout. Yeah, the film. yeah, agreed. Because I agreed. thought he was going to turn around and be have nothing on him, but he he had a big old bruise on his cheek throughout the movie. Oh, his eye was all fucked up and stuff like that. But then they had to deal with that whole, you know, that whole attack at the. Uh, thi- oh my god. Yeah. So, so yeah, so after they get, yeah, the Molotov cocktail gets chucked at their house, doesn't it? That, that, um, that Jim's brother gets put in hospital, like you said. Yeah. Obviously, he, he's still alive. Because yeah. they, they say, oh, he's pulled through, but he's, he'll be okay. And he got proper, like, mauled. His face, like, half, like, scratched off, wasn't it? Yeah, so. and he was dragged under for a while. He was trying to fight him off and stuff out of the gun, and he wasn't getting anywhere, and then... Johnny come to his rescue and drove back, and they all blamed him. He was like, "I'm bringing, I'm bringing that matey boy." That, like, that jumping com- on him. <laughs> that conversation was hilarious because straight away, there's no questions. They just believe him straight up. Oh yeah, it must have been. He said it was a creature. It must have been. And literally, he's like, "I'm gonna, and like, I'm gonna kill this bastard." And the, like, and the creature was like, "I'm the creature through a cocktail, Montauk cocktail at the place." <laughs> yeah. So like, trying to get out of it and stuff yeah. like that. Um, that was funny, man. And the cops like a dopey cop, and he. He don't know what he's doing, does he? Mm. He's got a clue. It's just so weird. Yeah. And then there's a scientist as well that's just thrown in halfway through the movie where they're just like, oh yeah, she's here to explain the science bit. Well, she's the Richard Dreyfus character, right? So yeah, this is like, yeah, exactly. This is like, if this is a take on Jaws. Yeah. Hmm. So here's the science bit. Yeah, we've been feeding this salmon up the river to get it nice and fat and juicy. And uh, yeah, but all along, you know, she knew about it. And it's just like, yeah. We totally brushed past the little kid getting, like, literally eaten well, I... off the boat. Oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> Don't 
dark and the whole boat exploding. Yeah. There, it's that's, pretty full on. That's fucking it? darkness. I mean, not only does this kid get eaten by a fucking creature from the deep, the, the boat blows up as well. But a good, good storyline because they can't really tell what has happened. They don't know that yeah. he's been eaten. So it's a good way to kind of cover it up. The attack at the end. Mm. Miss the Salmon. Village. Miss Salmon. Let's talk about. I mean, oh my god. They literally. A salmon festival, isn't it? Yeah, there okay. is a salmon festival, and there's got a Miss Salmon, and there's the 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 classic sort of dump the body on the uh, side because there's a they, they, they we missed a bit where they found they find Peggy pregnant. Oh in, yeah, in the well, they don't know she's pregnant. They just wow. find her buried in this seaweed and naked. With all that was a good bit. That like there's full on like creatures coming out of every fucking crevice. Popping up, attacking them, and they're just fucking firing them down. But yeah, she's alive, isn't she? Yeah, they bring her back to shore, and then they also bring back a creature, dump it on the, the show, <laughs> and they said, we don't know how many there are. Then they all start fucking popping up from under the woodwork. Yeah. And they are... Everywhere. Just grabbing women, raping them in front of anyone, attacking the children, attacking the, the blokes... It's just carnage crazy. at the carnival I wrote that carnage at the carnival it's just crazy and there's moments of like pure insanity of like, like where like, I think Miss Sammons was a DJ and she gets attacked and then she gets her top pulled off and she's running around with it's her like, boobs out it's literally like a, a carry on sketch yeah. and then, but then she's she then picks up a rock and smashes out the, the, the you know, no one else has been able to kick, you know, kill him like this. Yeah, yeah. And then right. there's like like a gang of people turn up with like sticks and start smashing, smashing him. But did you not think, where are they running to? Nobody's running away. They're all just running around in circles. Where are the guns? <laughs> yeah. For America, if this is America or Canada, there'd be lots of guns. Right. Well, where are the cops? It's like yeah, one, like cop one cop that doesn't show up. <laughs> it's like where are their armed like policemen? Nobody, there's not one, well, there's like one sheriff and then you don't see no one else. It's all locals with hunting rifles. It's batshit. And then there's like a poor girl that almost gets pulled down. And yeah. this is a sort of like the comeuppance bit where the bad guy is sort of like, I don't know. Saves her and saves then gets her. stuck and then Johnny has to come around and save him. Yeah, it, it's, there's a lot of little kind of things in there that. And not only that, but there's the drama at the home as well. Oh my god! She's, While all she's this em- is going on, she's this, MVP, right? This, this, this is the thing. This, this is what I liked about this bit is that you've got this crazy scene. You're going, this is batshit. There's so I can't even what's going on. I'm looking at everything here, but then at the same time, it's a bit like Quiet Place Two, where then you go to the home and it's quiet and it's just like it's almost like a slasher kind of movie. And then you see the creature with his gangly arms at the window. And then the kid starts crying and he's gone. And you're like, it's the suspense of that teams with the fucking crazy shit that's going on in town. It's so really clever. And like, obviously no one's going to get her kids. She's, she's like, this is about the mother protecting her baby. And um, she ain't going to take no shit. Really powerful stuff. And really mm. like how she fucking defends herself and defends her home. Really, really powerful stuff. And then... After all that chaos and like humor, B movie, but also just disturbingness all the way through, <laughs> yeah. you get this such a classic. It's such a brilliant ending. It's, it's freaking alien, isn't it? Alien, 
like V stole this. It's just, you know, we get Peggy pregnant and we see what's in her belly. And that's how we end it. And I fucking love that ending. I think that's great. Yeah, it's a great, what a great way to end it. Because it's like it's quite depressing the end. Because they're like the the one sheriff that's is like he's literally gone mental, and he? he's he's lost it. Don't know what he's saying or doing. And like they've managed to to kind of scare off or kill off all these kind of things. And literally, it's just carnage everywhere. Half the people are dead and or dying, <laughs> and it's just mad. And then yeah, to end on that kind of like scene, it's just like oh my god. <laughs> fucking loved <it>. awesome <laughs> loved it ridiculous movie awesome yeah. it's yeah. just I, I, I can't believe this exists I think it's genius <laughs> and it, like it slipped under my radar because again I never saw this in the video shop never I don't know whether it's banned maybe it's banned I don't know, it could have been some of those scenes are fucked up we're banning it for fish rape fish rape have you got any uh, Matt's facts to share I with us I've got some Matt's facts listening to this so, this is going to answer some of your questions, I hope. They're very, very interesting things. And I, I want to get your opinions on these because, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. I'm going to, I'm going to read an, a thing that I dug up online and I want to get your views on it because this does answer a few questions. And I was like, mm, and I read it. So, as the film was being finished up, producer Roger Corman felt that the picture needed more sex, nudity and monster shots throughout so he ordered scenes shot that showed the humanoids attacking, ripping off clothes off their, their nubile young women. Director Barbara, Barbara Peters, so this is directed by a woman um, who was a feminist who hated rape and violence against women, refused to shoot the scenes. Corman said he'd hire a second director and get her feedback before using any new footage. She agreed to that, but Corman ended up never showing her the new footage and never showed her. So her or the cast or her crew didn't see it either. They didn't see the film until the preview of the film. Peters was furious, protesting that they were inserted purely to show gratuitous nudity. Corman also edited out many of the scenes dealing with the plot and character development in order to make room for the nudity and more creature scenes. Peters complained that this was no longer in the film. She made and her she made and wanted her name taken off. Corman said he'd be happy to do that if only she paid the expenses of redoing the credits. She wouldn't, so her name stayed on the project. Many years later, Peters ended up watching the film on cable and admitted actually ending up being and liking it and saying it was a fun little movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. What a bunch Maybe of drama, could, man. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I don't, you know, I don't know whether this is true or not. Um, it could be just, you know, yeah. but... More than likely, when you do, when you were talking about some of the editing earlier, it does make me think. Well, there are, like the the, the ventriloquist thing, random. Um, yeah, it's know, like spookies, mate. You know that sort of like random disproportionate thing. to the rest of the story. People getting involved when they shouldn't. I, it would be interesting to see a film because you do think some of the characters do lose a bit of their kind of backstories and stuff so it it made it made sense when i read that doesn't make me want to hate the movie or anything though (laughs) um this is a very interesting fact there was only about three humanoids from the deep characters made which they fucking got around then didn't they mate that that is what you call fucking superb editing so there's only one 
that was fully working and fully worked. The other two were a bit crap. So the, the amount of like camera angles and because literally in the town it feels like there's about 30 of these things but there's only three of them made which is insane that is nuts the original title of this movie was actually called Beneath the Darkness which is quite I think that's quite a good name but I prefer Humanoids yeah because yeah I, I because it. it gives it that 50s sort of yeah. B-movie feel um, James Horner did the score for this which is fantastic it did yeah, it in 14 music. days music is stunning music is stunning Excellent. And there is a, a sequel. Uh, well, sorry, there was a sequel going to be made that never got made um, called Human Humanoids from the Deep 2. And apparently the humanoids had progressed that they could talk. And there was, that was set to come out in 1991. Never did. However, a fucking terrible TV remake was done. And it is terrible because I watched the first 30 minutes and I had to turn it off. Is it as rapey? No, it, it's a lot dumbed down. A lot of toned down, lot, is it? Lot, oh, toned God, down, I'm not yeah. watching that shit. I saw that on the fucking IMDb. I'm not it's watching it. It's terrible, it. mate. Um, but you can watch it on, for free on YouTube. And last fact is Joe Dante turned down this role. I bet not he's role, sorry, turned down this movie. Oh, that's a shame you missed out. Well, I think it, it could have been a different movie if he did it. Maybe it wouldn't have had, it wouldn't have had so much fish rape. <laughs> right, and on that fish rape note... I think you better rate this bad boy. I'm rating this. Oh my god, I I really enjoyed it, man. Just because of the the creature bits. I mean, reading that information after did kind of make me think. Oh yeah, it, it does seem like that. You know, I'd love to see possibly another cut of this movie. Would be cool, but however, saying that, I love the storyline. Most of the acting was good. There's a couple of ropey actors in there, but who cares? Storyline was great. Creatures were brilliant. I'm going to give this... I want to give it a 9 out of 10, perhaps. Possibly 8. Yeah, 9. <laughs> Good, because I'm giving it a fucking 9. This is right at my wheelhouse. Proper B-movie. Dodgy fucking nudity for no reason. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Really weird editing choices. It's just... It's synonymous for a reason, isn't it? More, more people need to get out and watch this hunk of joy. It should be seen. Yeah. It should be seen because it's just like from movie making, like special effects and the way you put together a script, fantastic. And then you can also on the back outside of it, you're like, well, actually, there's some choices that as a director, maybe you should think twice about. Um, it's a real little lesson learned, I think, from movie making. It's really interesting. Cre- creature, if you like creatures yeah. and you like fucking this, that sort of shit, this is quality. It's, it's just a really good little film. I'm so glad we watched it. Humanoids from the deep. Yes. Loved it. Right. Interesting, because it's your pick for the next one. So I'm very... In- by the look on your face, you haven't even decided, which is not a good thing. <laughs> you fucking prick. One that you- I've gone with, the one that you've been bugging me... For a long, long time, so that we can move on the franchise and get to some really interesting movies, and I'm going to pick Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to love this. <laughs> yeah. Men, 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 men. Is that, is that going to be the title? Of it? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure uh, John will be pleased as well. Mate, I just want to see some towel whipping. Let me get John on. 
Yeah, so he, loves, he loves a bit of Hall- he loves a bit of Nightmare on Street Part Two. He's a big fan. We'll eventually get to uh, Wes Craven's new nightmare for you. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get to three. <laughs> All right. So next episode. So that was uh, episode eighty-two done. Um, next episode, we're going to be going hopefully to the cinema. There's a couple at the cinema that we might be checking out. Lovely, lovely bits of movies. You know, we've got a Forever Purge and we've got New Escape Room. Something to scream about. Get in touch. Get involved. Send us your ideas for a movie that you'd like to watch. A horror movie, obviously. Um, that you'd like to watch from the uh, antagonist's point of view. Flip the movie on its head. Let's hear them. Um, and the best one will get a badge sent out. There you go. That's a bit of an incentive. <laughs> the logo. The new logo. Um, and then I just pulled from the vault. And Robert England. Wes Craven. No, not Wes Craven. Robert, we're not. Res Cra- back to Res Craven yet um, A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 bring it on and on that note there's only one more thing to say well done you got through the podcast <laughs> when there's no more room in hell here's another podcast I am the devil and I am here to do the devil's work you can follow us on Twitter at Draw One Last Instagram at Draw One Last Breath or pop us an email at Draw One Last Breath pod at hotmail.com 